All right, so in what is being called the deadliest attack on U.S. forces since 2021, the United States now faced with a difficult decision on how to respond after three U.S. service members and dozens more were killed or wounded, rather, in a drone strike by pro-Iranian militia members on a U.S. outpost in northeast Jordan overnight. The president making that announcement, he also said the United States would respond. Meanwhile, John Kirby with the National Security Council speaking today at the White House says that U.S. troops were on an anti-ISIS mission and that Iran isn't discouraging these types of proxy attacks. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Danny Davis with the uh, military group Defense Priorities, a senior fellow there, joins us to break it all down. Uh, Danny, it's good to have you back. Hey, good to be back. Thanks, Chris. So uh, Iran just is not discouraging these types of attacks from their proxies. And now John Kirby coming out today saying that the U.S. will respond at a time of its choosing. What do you make of not only the initial attack, but then the United States response? Well, look, I, I think as we discussed the uh, last time I was on your show, this is this has been just a disaster waiting to happen. It was as predictable as it could be because you can't have this many attacks. And we're up over 160 now since the 17th of October. And, and then one of them's finally going to get lucky and get through and kill an American. We've had many that have been wounded. And then we keep having these little pinprick strikes and attack in response, which never deterred anything. Clearly, everything that we've tried hadn't done it. So I don't know why anyone would think it would be different. What we should have done was withdraw our troops from these pointless missions. And I take extreme exception to what John Kirby said there a few minutes ago. I was watching that same press conference claiming that we have this active counter-ISIS mission. That's nonsense. There is no counter-ISIS mission, at least not one that has any impact on American national security. It's, it's akin to trying to drain a swimming pool with an eyedropper on a rainy day. I mean, you mm. can conduct missions, but they're meaningless. They don't have any impact at all, and they're not necessary. We could be safe. Be, we could be safe without those troops on the ground because ISIS on the ground in Syria or Iraq doesn't have the capacity to attack American assets. And if they try, if they leave their area, we have a lot of other gates that we can find them via. And so we don't need that. So therefore, those troops are not producing any kind of valuable service to our country. Well, then what and are they doing the there? Do you Americans think? have died for nothing. I, people just cannot leave any any troops out. I first went on Fox News in 2019 and argued that when President Trump then said he was going to withdraw the troops from Syria, everybody went crazy at the Pentagon and all these so-called experts saying, no, we can't leave because it'll leave a, a vacuum. A vacuum, yeah. All this junk, and that's just nonsense. I mean, that's never been true. It's not true then. It wasn't, it wasn't true then. It's not true now. They just don't want to let them go. They keep them being afraid of, I don't know, nothing. They think that somehow it'll be bad. No, it won't be bad. It will be better. It will be improving our national security. It will be making our vulnerability a lot less. And here's one of the things that just drives me crazy. Leaving them there makes it easy for these Iran-backed groups to attack us. If those troops weren't there, if Trump had made good on his claim in 2019, no one would be killed today because they wouldn't have even been there. That's the truth of it, and none of these deployments have helped us. It comes at a constant cost to us a constant decrease in our security and a risk to our troops 
that has no value. So you can tell I'm pretty upset about this, and this claim that they're still doing something that matters to American national security is frankly a lie to the American people, and I'm tired of it. Well, you, you served our country. Why, why, from your perspective, and this isn't – this isn't in, in in your in any of your roles post service. Why why is it so important to you? Why do you why do you get so fired up about it? For the exact reason that happened when why I had been beating the drums on this ever since 2019. American men and women who volunteered to serve this country, who volunteered to potentially risk their lives in defense of America, have had their lives sacrificed and taken from them for no value to America. Because some men and women in Washington, D.C. can't get their heads around the fact that these deployments do no good for us and end them like, is the, like should be the case. Instead, they just keep them there as pawns for whatever their own reasons are. I don't know. But now that American lives have been lost, now then, because of that, there is enormous pressure, as I predicted all along, on Biden to not just respond against Khatib Hezbollah or whoever actually did this in Iraq. But now then to go strike in Iran, which has the ever-increasing chance of drawing us into an actual war. I mean I saw uh, a former General Kellogg, uh, National Security Advisor for Vice President Pence on Fox News, actually suggest that we take out uh, Ayatollah Khomeini. They're the head of state. That is by definition an act of war that would get us into a war. I can't believe people are actually talking about that kind of stuff. So here's the consequence to that. If they do that, if we launch this and Iran doesn't be deterred like we want them to, and they actually escalate and we can get a war, now hundreds, perhaps thousands of Americans will die for no reason for a war that we don't need to fight. So what do you make of John? I mean, John Kirby also said in that press conference moments ago from from the White House press room is is that the White House doesn't want um, an escalation or or a war, but at the same time, they say they will respond at the time and, and place of their choosing. Talk yeah. to me about that type of, of rhetoric. I mean, it, certainly they want to keep these proxies or Iran on their toes to a certain extent, but at the same time, um, the, the United States has to respond, don't they? Well, that, uh, that just illustrates the absurdity of this position here. Yeah, you don't want Iran to respond. What we want is we want to go and blow some stuff up and kill some people in, in Iran, and we don't want them to do anything about it. That's what yeah. we would like to happen. So that's why he says that. He's true as far as it goes. We don't want a war, but it's oblivious to the fact that you may get one whether you want one or sure. not. And they don't answer that question, what next? Mm. If you do this kind of stuff, what next? And the the likelihood of a war is far greater than the likelihood of them being deterred. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Danny Davis, know you got to run. Thank you for your time, as always. We'll talk again soon. Look forward to it. Thanks yeah, a lot. That's Danny Davis with Defense Priorities. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Do you share, share those sentiments of the, the, the numbers of men and women and our military forces that are deployed overseas in places like Jordan or across the Middle East where you've got military experts that that work in these cabinets that say, well, you can't withdraw everybody because it would it would create a vacuum and you would just allow havoc to reign in the region without that that U.S. military presence. But at the same time, on the flip side, 
as Danny Davis says, he doesn't believe that these counter-ISIS operations are even effective. Because at this point, ISIS is not the, the, the type of, of terror cell that they once were. So is that viewed at as is strictly a talking point, an excuse to keep some of these forces in the region? But it, it does certainly invite the possibility of an attack happening. And as the United States continues to stand strong with Israel, we've seen these attacks um, in, in the region explode over the, the, the number of weeks since October 7th and months since October 7th. And so having those vulnerabilities in the region would, would, would tend to at least give you the opportunity to attack those vulnerabilities. And, and now we're seeing these proxies carry that out. But I think it's a very tough position for the United States to be in when they say they don't want an escalation or when they say that they're carrying out these missions that may or may not have tangible value. At the end of the day, now three people are dead, dozens injured, and we have to contend with the fact that there has to be a response to Israel or to Iran or to some of these proxy groups. Love to hear from you. Got to take a break.